Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me once again for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, we hope that you have been enjoying the series entitled Operating in Authority. We have finally come to a close of this session, at least for right now. Today, you will hear part number 10 of that series entitled Operating in Authority, and it is subtitled The Spell is Broken. That's right, the spell is broken. Today, we're going to look at binding the strong man, casting him out, and seeing God's people go free. We're going to take a trip into the town of Samaria and witness how Philip is used greatly of the Lord to bring revival to the Samaritans. So you don't want to miss today's broadcast. It's going to be thrilling. Remember, you can contact us 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. You can also install the Kingdom Rock app to your mobile phone or device. Just go to the Google Market or the iTunes Store. Also, you can click on the link on our website and you will find the app available from there. So we want everyone to get the rich word of the Lord. And by all means, contact us on Facebook. We will be so glad to hear from you. Sometimes it's really good to get a good word of encouragement. All right, without any further ado, here comes the final part of the series entitled Operating in Authority. It is part number 10 and it is subtitled The Spell is Broken. Let's read uh, starting. I'll read starting verse number 15. Then we'll go further down. But some of them said he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, every kingdom, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house falleth. Verse 18. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because you say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Oh, don't we love verse 20. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you, rather come upon you. Um, verse 21, and here we're really going to get it. Verse 21 says, when a strong man armed uh, keepeth his palace, his goods are in place. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh away uh, rather, he taketh from him all his armament wherein he trusted, and divideth his spoil. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not uh, with me scattereth. We're going to read verse uh, 24 and 25 again this week as well, 26. Verse 24 says, When the unclean spirit, say unclean spirit. Unclean spirit. Say unclean spirit. unclean spirit. One more time, say unclean spirit. Unclean all right. When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And uh, when he cometh, he findeth, findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh um, to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. 
and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Go with me to the book of Acts, Acts the eighth chapter. We will go there today, Acts eight. Acts the eighth chapter. Well, you're actually going to see uh, Luke 11. You're going to see this acted out here in Acts the eighth chapter. We're going to see how a strong man is bound, is cast down, he loses influence, and the people of God go free. We're going to see this here in Acts the eighth chapter. You're going to also see why it is important for you as a born-again believer to operate in the marketplace, to operate, when I say marketplace, I'm saying simply outside of these doors, right? You receive it to release it. You receive it to release it. So every time you go out of this place, we, we come in to serve, or rather we come in to worship, we go out to serve. We come in to worship and we go out to serve. And you're asking God, asking the Lord for opportunities where you would see his power revealed in the lives of others, in your own life and in the lives of others. Let's catch that mentality. Say that with me. Father, I ask you to give me opportunities this week that I may see your power operate in me and through me in the lives of others. Give me opportunities. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One of the things that really hymns people up, especially Christians, hymns them up because they look at maybe the pastor or others in the church and say, well, I don't know as much Bible as they do. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't pray like they do, so how can God use me? But listen, God will assign you people. He will bring people in your path that need what you have. The people that are in my path need what I have. The people that are in your path need what you have. Here's the good news. You are already equipped to bless them. You already have enough and more than enough to bless them. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. So it's not fair for you to say, well, I don't know the Bible like him. I can't pray like her. I, they're not in your path. The people that you are to deal with are not in their path. They're in your path. Does that make sense to you? So you're already fully equipped, fully equipped to handle what's going to come in front of you. You have enough and more than enough to work in that situation. Amen. Amen. So let those false thoughts just let them be cast from your mind completely. Let them be cast down completely because you already have enough and more than enough to handle what's about to come in front of you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I look to see your testimonies, hear your testimonies on next week on how the Lord used you greatly in your area. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. In Acts 8 chapter, this is this is a wonderful story and I love telling stories. This is a wonderful account here of Acts the 8th chapter. So we're going to just walk through this and we'll see a lot of wonderful, amazing things. So help me pray for a moment. Father, in Jesus' name, once again, we, we thank you for this opportunity and we ask, Lord God, that you would just open up your word, help us to go right into the Bible, transform us and translate us right there into these Bible times. Uh, Lord, that we may see, hear, smell, touch, taste, and experience what you've done here, that it may translate in our lives to wonderful things that we may share with others. In Jesus' name, let everyone that agrees, amen. amen. 
All right. We led, or rather we read Luke 11 to get us up to where we are right here in Acts 8 chapter. In Acts 8 chapter, it starts with uh, the persecution of the church. Saul, who later becomes Paul, is now on the rampage coming against the church. Uh, the church uh, has been filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said, don't go anywhere. I want you to tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. So they all met there in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit came and lots of people were baptized. Lots of people were filled with the Spirit. Lots of people believed in Jesus and they just stayed there at Jerusalem. But remember, the Great Commission was to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, right? But they all just stayed there in Jerusalem, stayed where it was safe. And so now here comes Saul now beginning to persecute the church. He's like a hammer and everybody is about to spread out. They get afraid and they run from Jerusalem. The apostles remain, but persons like uh, Philip here, uh, who was a deacon, we see that in Acts the sixth chapter, uh, who was a deacon, uh, was one of the ones that was out. Now, Here's a strange thing here. There was no, we, we are not told of any type of commission service that Philip had. No one laid hands on him and say, go out, go over, go over here and do this and that and the other. No, they got scared and they left. The church was being persecuted. Saul was going into people's houses and pulling, dragging people out and taking them to jail for confessing Jesus. Okay, it was a horrible, horrible time. So Philip got out of there. He got out of Dodge. Okay. And so we see him now leaving Jerusalem and he's going down to Samaria. As he's going, the Bible declares in Acts the sixth chapter that Philip was one of the ones that was filled with the spirit and filled with wisdom. So he's, so he's going now into Samaria being filled up. He's filled with the Holy Spirit, having a word of God in his mouth. And this is where we find him here, here in Acts the fifth chapter. Are you ready? I'm excited. And it says here, uh, verse number five, then Philip went down to see, went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Now you can make a note of preached Christ, preached Christ unto them. He's going down preaching Christ. Verse six, and the people, now I'm just going to read, I guess I'll read a little bit. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the, the miracles which he did. For what? Unclean spirits. Now, I said that for a reason. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many um, taken with palsies, or that is paralyzed, uh, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Stop there for a second. Philip goes down. He's running, but filled with the Holy Spirit, goes into the city, begins to preach Christ. Hallelujah. Preach about Jesus Christ. Now look at the people's response. Very important. Verse six. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? He comes down one man. Is coming into this city, to the city of Samaria, preaching Christ. And everybody in that city heard, wow. Not only did they hear the gospel, but they also saw miracles. So here again, the gospel is in twofold. 
There is a, uh, there is a, an audio, an audio um, element, and then there's also a visual element. Not only hear, but they see. They saw the proof of it. Wow! They took heed with everybody. Now, this is a wonderful thing. It said the people. That is everybody in the city. Think about the city of Bremen, the city of of, of Tallapoosa, the city of Carrollton, Villarica, wherever Temple. The whole city with one accord. Everybody, everybody worked at McDonald's, KFC, everybody worked at the bank, everybody worked at the sawmill, wherever. Everybody in the whole city believed. Now that's a work of the spirit, isn't it? Hallelujah. Now Samaria, uh, that's God's people there. They were the half Jews, so to speak. All right. Now these were not Gentiles he was preaching to, but these were God's people. Okay. These were God's people. Say God's people. So he goes down to where God's people were there in Samaria. He preaches Christ to them, preaches Christ, the Messiah, Jesus, the risen Lord. And everybody with one accord hear him and they believe him and they see the miracle. Whoa. Well, I wonder what type of miracles happen. Well, let's see. The very next verse tells us. And it says for unclean spirits, that is those devils, those demons unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with him stop there for a second unclean spirits came out crying meaning that uh, they didn't obviously they didn't want to come out but they came out screaming ah! they came out of those people that now their cry is very significant their yell their scream is very significant because that told us one that they didn't want to come out but two that there was another unseen force working on them and forcing them to come out that talks about what authority by the name of Jesus they didn't want to but they had to bow they had to obey when the name of Jesus was spoken they had to leave the house and so they threw their temper tantrums and their, their tizzies and they had to go. Now notice again, it says unclean spirits crying uh, with loud voice came out of many that were what? That were possessed. The word possessed there means to hold, to lay hold to, to own. That talks a lot about the strong man having uh, that person kept under guard there in Luke the 11th chapter. They're kept under guard. But here again, a stronger has come now. Philip carrying the name of Jesus, carrying the word of God, has come upon the strong man. And those that were possessed or held captive uh, uh, by that evil spirit, by those unclean spirits, had no choice but to release those that were held captive. Okay? Now, I want to speak, we want to speak from the subject today, and I pray you with me, I want to speak from the subject today of the spell is broken. The spell is broken. The spell is broken. These people were held captive. Many of them were held captive by uh, unclean spirits. Here comes the stronger one. Remember, Jesus said uh, a stronger one has to come in and overtake that strong man. So here's Philip carrying the word of God. And again, the word of God is very binding. The law of God is binding. When the word of God is spoken, it goes forth and it binds the strong man. It binds him hand and feet. He can't move. As long as the word of God is spoken and spoken in faith, it will bind the strong man. 
We gave that example there on Wednesday night. Uh, let's say you're going down the expressway at 85 miles an hour or 80 miles an hour, and the, and the speed limit is 65. And you're at peace as until you see that state trooper on the side over there. He represents law, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And you know that you're in the wrong. You know that you're breaking the law. And just the sight. Now, he hadn't said anything to you whatsoever. He's just sitting there. But he represents law. And as soon as you see him and you know you're in the wrong, you immediately, uh, things begin to change you immediately. Whoop! Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And you at that point begin to try your best to get back within the law so that you won't be punished by the law. Isn't that right? So he comes up, blue lights flashing. Now, I pray I'm not prophesying to anybody here. He comes up, blue lights flashing behind you, heart rate pounding, and you know something is coming, right? He's coming with law, coming to bind if necessary, right? So we're here again, by that same token, now multiply that. Now that state trooper has authority, earthly authority here, but multiply that times gabillion, gabillion, gazillion when you say the name of Jesus to the lawless spirit. When the name of Jesus Christ is spoken, when the name of Jesus Christ is released in the atmosphere, it begins to bind and chain the strong man. Are you hearing? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, look at that. So many that were possessed with them and um, many taken uh, with palsy or they were paralyzed and they were lame, they were healed in verse eight, very powerful. And there was great what? Joy in that city. There was great joy in the city. Shout joy. joy. Shout joy. 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 There was great joy in the city. Joy also symbolizing freedom. Freedom. When you have, fr- when you have a, a joy, you have freedom. When you are depressed, you don't have freedom. So this tells you when joy enters the city, that tells you that freedom has also entered the city. Joy also means that they were fully satisfied, glad and fully satisfied, glad and fully satisfied. So we see two things here. One, the whole city believed. The whole city, the whole town, those that were flipping burgers at McDonald's, those that were working cash, the cash register at Walmart, those that were. Now, there were no Walmart and McDonald's there. You understand? I'm trying to bring it here today. Are you hearing me? Trying to bring it here today. Praise the Lord. All right. So I'm not adding anything to the word of God. I'm just trying to bring it to you today. Are you with me? All right. Jasmine, check that back computer for me. All right. So as we see this here. The whole city heard and the whole city believed. Demons cast out, miracles are done, and then there is great joy. In other words, there was not great joy before, and you're going to see this. There was not great joy before, but now there's great joy. Great freedom is released in the atmosphere, and the whole city, everyone was full of joy. Isn't that something? One man used by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, one person brought joy to the entire city. Not a company of people. Are you hearing me? One man, one man can make a difference. One woman can make a difference. 
Look at verse number nine. It starts here. Now, there are two, two of these words that are used here I want you to see. Verse nine starts with what, with what word? But. Oh, my God. Here comes the big but. But. Great joy in the city. But. Are you ready for this? So now, everybody, can you see now? Everybody's partying, having a good time, enjoying the freedom. But. Now, verse 9 through 11 uh, talks really about the climate. I want you to hear the climate, the atmosphere that Philip entered into. Now, I don't know why the Lord put it this way, but we'll do it this way. Praise the Lord. This is the best way, I'm sure. Because verse 9 through 11, we see what Philip was entering into. Verse 9 says again, but there was a certain man called who? Simon, which before time or previously in the what in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying this man is the great power of God to him they had uh, regard because that a long time, rather because that of a long time, he had bewitched them with sorcery. Now, this is the climate. Please get this. Please get this. Verse 11 says, for a long time, Simon, the sorcerer, had bewitched the people of this town, of this city, Samaria, for a long time. For a long time, they've been under his power or control. He used sorcery, magic, incantations, rituals. For a long time, he appealed to the dark powers, to fallen spirits, evil spirits, to control and dominate the lives of the people in Samaria. For a long time, they were under demonic rule. He was the strong man in the town. Are you hearing? Amen. This is the atmosphere that Philip is going unto. He's going into an area that is controlled by demonic power, controlled by a strong man. But a stronger man is coming in now and is about to break. He's about to break the spell over the town. Let's look back at nine again. Are y'all still with me? He said that this man, Simon, who previously, I love that before time, previously meaning that his reign and rule was now over. Done. Now, I want you to notice to the word Simon, the name Simon, if you look it up in the Greek there, uh, it talks about really the same thing as Peter, because Peter, remember his name was Simon Peter? But this word Simon in this context looks at looks like a stone or rock. So he's given himself out to be over this region, the hard place, the stable place. Don't mess with me. I'll whip some up on you. Okay. It says for before time or previously 
uh, in that same city, he used the sorcery, the black arts. He used magic. He used demonic power and bewitched the people. The word bewitched there means to be in amazement. <gasps> they all saw something that fully convinced them. That fully convinced. Now, here again, these are the these are the half Jews, the Jewish people, God's people. They knew about Jehovah God. They knew the Messiah would be coming, but they were bewitched. Ruled by their sight, ruled by the things that they can see. In other words, this devil, this strong man armed, kept his place, kept the city in peace and nobody dared to threaten him. They believed his lie. As a matter of fact, they all had regard to him saying that he is the great power of God. In other words, saying you must be the son of God yourself. You must be the Christ. You must be God's representative in the earth. There's no one greater than you. This was their confession. Are you hearing? Now, I want to read to you out of the there's another version of the Bible. I love this. This is the Aramaic Bible in plain English. So verse number 10. Listen to how it reads there. It says, and they were all praying to him. Noble and common. That is from the least to the greatest. They were all praying to him. Um, noble and common. And they were saying, this is the great power of God. This man, he had them under the whole city under a spell. He tell them to jump. They all jump. Simon said it. Simon said, do this. Okay, we're going to do it. Simon said, do that. Okay, we do it. Simon said, stop. We stop. He, hold the, he held the whole city under bondage. He ruled with fear sorcery and magic to uh to amaze the people they saw a lot of things he probably did things for them i'm sure and did things to them keeping them addicted keeping them under control the whole city understand the climate of things then here comes Saul. Now, this happens before. He has a whole city wrapped up because it says before time, he was the head in that city, ruling by fear. So what happens? Saul wreaks havoc of the church. Philip becomes, or before that, Philip becomes a deacon. Praise the Lord. Saul wreaks havoc. The hammer falls. Philip has to go. And he comes down. Ooh, I guess I'll go to Samaria. Well, this is a nice place to preach, huh? Begin to tell people about Jesus. And then the Bible says, with one accord, they all heard, oh, and believed what he was saying. Why? Because they heard his words and they saw miracles. What's happening? The strong man's lies are beginning to break down because they're seeing someone stronger come in. They began to believe less and less and less because the strong man was holding them by lies. And now they're beginning to see someone greater. There is someone greater. Simon really isn't the Messiah. He really isn't God on earth. We should stop praying to him and pray to this Jesus that Simon is talking about. Rather, that Philip is talking about. Are you hearing? 
So with one accord, they began to believe. You mean I don't have to be bound? I don't have to be sick. I don't have to be worried. He began to preach Christ. Philip preached Christ with one accord. They believed, hearing and seeing. Wow. Are you hearing? Let's go a little bit further. What's the first word in verse number 12? But. That's the second big but. Are you hearing? Say but. But when they believed, Philip, here again, there's the breaking down of that strong man, breaking down. It's the word of God that comes in and it destroys a lie. The word of God is pure truth. And the devil can only hold or restrain you or your stuff with lies. So when pure truth enters in, it breaks down the lie, utterly, utterly destroying the lie, breaking the strong man's armament so that you or whatever you have must be released. Okay. But when they believe Philip preaching the things concerning what the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, that's powerful. That's powerful. Preaching concerning the kingdom of God. Oh, there's another kingdom that we're part of. There's another kingdom. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about my king. His name is Jesus. Let me tell you. In the kingdom of God, you sick? Hey, let me show you. Paralyzed? Hey, in, in, in the kingdom of God, it is by his stripes you're healed. Look how God restores you. Look how God restores your life, your marriage, your finances. Look how he will take care of you. As a matter of fact, if you have need, our king says all you have to do is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you there's another ruler there's another dominion the kingdom of God itself is coming to you isn't that wonderful he preached the kingdom of God and he preached the name of Jesus telling them how powerful the name of Jesus is how powerful that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. Telling them how powerful the name of Jesus was. Demons are cast out in that name. Are you hearing? So they heard it. And he said uh, they were baptized. So he preached the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized both men and women. Verse 13, and Simon himself, wow, believed also. Yes. Now you're going to see the path, and want you to see the path of a false conversion. Are you hearing? The Bible says Simon believed too. Yeah, he believed. The devils believed too, and they tremble. And Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he, was, he believed, and he was baptized, Right? And what happened next? He continued with Philip. Hey, come on, Philip. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to run this town. You know, I did. I did. But, you know, I believe in your Jesus now. So don't worry about it. I'm on your side, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You going over there to preach? Well, I'll go with you, Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know them. Oh, yeah, that's Martha over there. Yeah, I know all about her. You know, I have to tell you what I did to her one day. But, you know, that was in my past life. That's what I used to do. I don't do that anymore. I'm with you, Philip. Yeah, 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 Philip. 
Philip. Yeah, Philip. He saved. He been baptized. Woo! Or is it? Are you hearing? So he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. So now even the sorcerer himself is in amazement, seeing what was done. Verse 14, now when the apostles which were at where? Jerusalem, remember they stayed up there, other people scattered. When the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, uh, they sent unto them Peter and John. Here again, another prophetic thing happening here. The Holy Spirit is moving. Remember, Simon, sorcerer, and now here's Peter. So now there's rock versus rock about to happen. Smackdown. Ding, 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 ding. You're about to see some things happen here. Are you, are you with me? So they sit down, Peter and John. Peter, that strong, bold man of faith, John, the man of love who when they were come down, pray for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only that they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Then laid their, hand, then laid, uh, their hands on them, that, or rather, and they received the Holy Ghost. Now I want you to see something here. We're going to take a, a moment here and zoom in on this moment. How were they all saved in this town? Three specific things. One, we'll see actually four elements here, but three specific things. One, they heard the word. They believed it. Secondly, they were what? They were baptized. Thirdly, they were what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. This should be the pattern in today's modern day church. I believe I am baptized. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Spirit. You hear me? Believe, baptize, filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what many places have done, and I pray that you go with me and you hear what I'm saying. In many places, we have substituted, uh, we'll see another element, repentance. We've substituted repentance, believing, being baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. We've substituted that with a prayer. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying. We say, well, Lord, I receive Jesus. I receive you in my life. But that is all that they do is pray. And the conversion, the conversion is false. If they don't repent, if they don't really believe, Amen. are you hearing me? Amen. Now, baptizing, ba baptism is not necessary for entering to the kingdom of God, but is the pathway that we should go. You should be baptized. And everyone should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? Now, there's nothing wrong with praying a prayer. But many are saying, you can pray this prayer, God will accept you, and you can just go on your own way. They're praying or they're teaching that you can follow Jesus without actually following Jesus. You can be a follower without actually following. Just keep doing your way, keep doing what you're doing, and, and he's with you. But in order for us really to be born again, we've got to follow Jesus. Are you hearing? All right, let's look a little bit further. Then we're actually getting ready to land now. So they, were, they laid their hands on them, and the people received the Holy Ghost. 
And that receiving the Holy Spirit is for everyone, every born-again believer should receive the Holy Spirit. Every born-again believer should uh, pray in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives them utterance. Every born-again believer, the gift is available to everybody, not just the pastors, not just whoever. The Holy Spirit is for every born-again believer. Are you hearing? All right. All right, verse number 18. Now, we're going to get cranked up again. Are you ready to get cranked up? Verse 18 says, when, And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he did what? He offered them money. Whoa! So he'd seen demons cast out, he'd seen miracles, he'd seen teaching the word of God, but nothing, nothing struck him like this. Holy Ghost! Wow, I see something! Now, he is familiar with the spirit world. Let me tell you now, his spirit man is attuned to the things of the spirit. So he saw things differently than anybody else. He saw something taking place here that flatly, that just blew his mind. And he offered them money. Hey, how much you want for this? Give me this power. Give me this authority. What, 100, 200, 300, 1,000? What, what do you want for this? And he said in verse 19, saying, give me also this power or give me this authority that on whosoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Here you see the beginning of prostituting the gifts. Let me have this power. So that when I go and prophesy, I can have a $50 line, a $20 line, a $100 line. I can have a, a $300 line. And, and if you want a miracle, you want the Holy Ghost, come on. Come in 20 If you get on $20, okay, you only get just a finger. You get a $100 line, oh, you get the full hand. It's now it's time to prostitute the gift. Jesus said, freely you receive, freely give. So here's the beginning of prostituting the gift for money. Let me give you this. Let me get this money. Let me, give, let, me, let, me, let me buy this from you. Let me buy this authority from you so that when I lay hands on them, they'll get it. But of course, they'll have to pay a price. First, beware of those who ask you to pay a price first before they release the gift of God over your life. I hope somebody got that. Well, how did Peter respond to this? Rock versus rock. Ding, ding, ding. Smackdown. Verse 20 says, but Peter said unto him, thy money perish with thee because thou hast a thought that the gift of God may be, per may be purchased with money. Look at that. He said, now he's prophesying to him, declaring something to him. Your money perish with you. Your money be destroyed with you. This verse is also interpreted, excuse it. I'm just telling you the truth. It is also I'm about to say something. It is also interpreted, you go to hell with your money. I'm just telling you how it's also interpreted. Your money perish with you. You meet destruction with your money. Are you hearing? This was a strong, forceful word. Now, maybe he shouldn't have done that. Because, you know, we want to keep everybody in the church. 
Oh, you want to keep everybody here? Peter, you shouldn't have speak and spoken like that to him, not like that. Are you hearing what's being said? The Lord calls us to be salt, not sugar. There's a difference. And so with very stern words, he comes after this strong man. Here again, what do we, what do we read there in Luke 11? Once a strong man is cast out, he goes out into dry places seeking no rest, but he comes back and say, I will go back to my house. In other words, I will assume the old authority that I had. So what is strong man trying to do? Give me this so I can have that power, so I can regain authority and position over this town. That's his plan to come right back to the house and regain authority and power. But God shuts him down. You go into mm-mm with your money. This is a shutdown. Are you hearing? I wonder how Simon reacts to that. Let's find out. Verse 21. He said, rather, Peter goes on and says, Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. For thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Remember, when you receive Jesus Christ, truly receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, believing on him, um, you receive the Holy Spirit, you're baptized, you're walking with Christ. God sees you. When you receive Jesus, God sees you as righteous. Are you hearing? But Peter says to him, your heart is not right with God. In other words, you didn't really believe. Your conversion was false. You went down, you, you were up, you were a dry sinner, you, 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 came, uh, you came up from the water a wet sinner. You're still not converted. And so he blasted him here, right there, I'm sure in front of them all. Oh, Peter's bold. He blasted him. Your heart is not right with God. You are not born again. You are not saved. And you are on your way to that, fir- to that burning place with you and your money. He confronts them. I mean, smack down. One hit, bang, bang. Well, two hits. The word hit him and he hit the floor. Are you hearing? Verse 22. Then he tells him, I love this. Here's the mercy of God. He tells him what to do to redeem himself. He says what? Repent. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness and pray God. If perhaps the fault of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall, uh, a gall that is um, uh, to be full of uh, bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. There's so much sin. You're held captive by sin. You're bitter. You are bitter, Simon, full of bitterness. And you yourself are held captive by sin. Then he says, uh, then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which thou hast spoken come upon me. Oh, please pray for me. Preach. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? We've just pulled into the station again. You can unbuck your seatbelt. Hold your arms up so we can get the little banister up there and 
and get you off of that. We've taken a journey to Samaria. We've seen a lot today, haven't we? What does that say? What did Philip do? How did the Lord use Philip to break the spell? He preached the word of God. He preached Christ. He preached the kingdom of God, right? He preached the wonderful name of Jesus. The people believed. They were baptized. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Even Simon was commanded to repent. He confronted, the, the strong man was confronted and was torn down. How does this translate to you in your life? As you release the kingdom over your life through your speech. Remember, all Philip was doing was talking. Just talking. All Peter was doing was talking. And it had, and it had effects in the atmosphere. And that's the thing that the devil doesn't want you to do is talk. Doesn't want you to confess. He wants you to be silent. We're real good about saying nothing. Just don't say nothing. Just don't say nothing. Well, that's good. You say nothing, but also nothing will happen. So this is why we tell you, confess the word of God over your life. What area are you held up in? What area is the enemy holding up in your life? What are, you, what are you being robbed of currently? What are you afraid of? What is holding you in bondage? What spell is holding you? Well, how do you break the spell? Declare the word of God. Declare what God said. Declare freedom. Declare the word over the situation. And what's going to happen? That word's going to go forth and strike that strong man and bind him. Just like the illustration of the state trooper. You ride on the road. You see the state trooper. Oh, my God. That's the word of the Lord, and it will bind the strong man. And the more you believe the truth of God's word, the weaker the lies become until it is torn down and you begin to receive all that God has for you. You are meant to walk in abundance. You're meant to walk in love, joy, peace every step of the day. You're meant to walk in divine health and divine healing. You are meant to possess the kingdom right here on earth. Remember, Jesus said in the model prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth earth as it is in heaven. Earth, that's us. Not just the dirt. I th- oh, thank the Lord that head, this heaven done that dirt right there. Well, what, you going to carry it around with you? He's talking about us. We bring heaven. We bring heaven. Everywhere we go, we bring heaven. That's why when they see you, they're glad you came. Why? Because you bring heaven with you when you come. You bring heaven with you. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, we hate when you're not here. We so hate when you're not here. Why? Because you're the one bringing heaven in. The atmosphere of heaven surrounds you. Hallelujah. It surrounds you. And they are comforted when you're there. Isn't that something? So that's your prayer. Lord, let heaven manifest in me and through me. Let your will be done in me and through me. It should be that way. It should be that way. So I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll, we'll stop it right there in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org.
We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.